0: just driving
1: around always using the phase to keep it real this thing was real and that's one of the hottest podcasts around I definitely suggest it check them out I'm about to get on their ass this time I'm about to get on their wrong the police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind, I'm trying to find some unity Tired of the foolery, the system abusing me, I gotta ride with a tool of me This shit ain't cool to me, but I'd be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me So I keep tooling me, uh, I I came a long way from the block with breakdowns Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter, got tired of them shakedowns The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart, I got a lot to say now And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers, I ain't about to play around Whatever happened to freedom of speech, cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act the shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darks work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spot the brain that's going get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this. Was the piece to mark Got my eye behind the scope and I ain't taking number shots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game and I put this bitch in the headline.
2: Sip tea with me, y'all. What exactly is black privilege? Is that where, like, famous athletes are at a gas station pumping gas and they get pulled over by the cops because they fit a description? Is that black privilege? Is that affirmative action that's supposedly supposed to help people of minorities, yet it's helped white women more in the history of affirmative action than any other race? Is that black privilege? Is it uh, black privilege when... uh, a black person walks into a department store and security follows them around because they look suspicious. Is that black privilege? Is it black privilege when black people get pulled over in their cars for Terry frisks just because they are DWB driving while black? Is that black privilege? Is it black privilege when a black woman works for a company and she gets angry And they stereotype her as the angry black woman because she's a black woman? Is that black privilege? Is it black privilege when a black man and a white man commit the same crime and have the same criminal record, yet the black man gets eight years and the white person gets one year because the judge feels the white person's life will be ruined if he gets more time? Is that black privilege? There's no such thing as black privilege. It doesn't exist. It's like black on black crime. It doesn't exist. It's made up by white people like yourself to justify the marginalization of minorities. Period. You should go educate yourself and stop being a hateful bigot and stop building your page on hateful, ignorant rhetoric spouted by people who don't want to address the problem and fix what's going on in america have the day you deserve
3: yes ultimately white people do have souls but after hundreds of years of colonizing the souls of black folk white people have absolutely no connection to their own sense of self which means they have no connection to their own souls this is why there's such a desperate attempt to appropriate the authenticity that does come out of black and indigenous folks. It's, it's jealousy, but it's also fears that it's going to be discovered that they're mediocre and that they haven't actually learned to create anything with their own authenticity for themselves to share with the world. It's also why culturally white people avoid any kind of connection to their ancestors. Like, I only exist in this physical form right now because of generations of my family practicing in white supremacy and getting the benefits of white supremacy culture. And with each generation, the roots of the system get deeper, so it gets more and more cunning, the abuse gets more and more calculated, it gets more and more systemic and ingrained into everyone's psyche as well. Whiteness and capitalism require a disconnect from one's soul.
4: The weaponized No, sir. No, sir. The court found specifically it's a finding of fact that is not disputed by the government defendants. The Biden administration, your agency, the FBI, or DHS. Not in the litigation. They determined you made, you and all of your cohorts made no distinction between domestic speech and foreign speech. So don't stand there and tell me under oath that you only focused on adverse, you know, uh, adversaries around the world. I have to be honest and tell you, I'm not sure exactly what you do. At the Department of Homeland Security, other than great harm, on your watch, the data is pretty clear. We've had record levels of illegal immigration, a rapid decline in deportations, skyrocketing fentanyl deaths across our country, and the Secret Service, which is a DHS component, can't determine who left cocaine at the White House. In the middle of all this, you created the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency (CISA), which is a division of of, of your of DHS. And it's one of the Biden administration agencies that colluded with and coerced the social media companies to censor Americans protected free speech online. That's specifically detailed in a 155 page court opinion that came out of the federal court in Louisiana in the landmark litigation of Missouri v. Biden. Have you read that court opinion?
5: Uh, Congressman, I have not. and. Um Uh, The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency does not censor speech.
4: Okay, well, that's the court found otherwise. And it's really curious to me. Actually, it's quite alarming that you haven't read the opinion because your agency is listed in this opinion. The federal court looked at volumes of evidence over months of litigation and they determined, among other things, that uh, if the allegations made by the plaintiffs, the states in this case are true. And, And hold on, the preliminary injunction was granted against your agency, sir and other Biden administration agencies, including the DOJ and FBI, the court said it involved the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. And you're telling me this opinion issued July 4th has not reached your desk. No one's briefed you want it? Oh, I have been briefed on the Missouri litigation. Okay, but you haven't taken the time to read it yet. Congressman, um... No, hold on. Have you read it or not? I, I have read parts of it. Oh, parts of it. Did you read the parts where it said that this is Orwellian and dystopian, and that your agency is involved in a massive cover-up of specifically conservatives free speech online? Congressman, the Cybersecurity
5: and Infrastructure Security Agency is not involved in such conduct.
4: Okay, well the court found otherwise and you stand here under oath and you give us these answers that we know are not true because this is demonstrably untrue. I'm suggesting to you that you're saying things to us under oath that are proven by the record to be untrue. Let me ask you about this specifically. Um, CISA was created to, uh, we call it the Misinformation and Disinformation Subcommittee of CISA. Are you familiar with that? Uh, Congressman. MDM, the MDM subcommittee, is it, you're familiar with that? Congressman,
5: I am very well aware of the threat of disinformation emanating
4: from adverse nations. Are you familiar with the subcommittee? Just answer the question.
6: I am.
5: Okay.
4: Does it still exist? Congressman, are you speaking of the... Does the MDM subcommittee still exist?
5: Uh, I would have to get back to you on that.
4: Okay. All right. Kind of a big deal in your agency. I'm uh, kind of shocked that you don't know the answer to that. Can you define what misinformation is?
5: Congressman, uh, misinformation is false information that is disseminated
4: uh, to... Uh, Excellent. Who determines what is false? Uh, Congressman, our focus... No, our who focus. determines what is false in your agency? Congressman. If you're going to pull something off the internet and collude with a social media platform to make sure Americans don't see it, who determines what's false? Congressman, we don't do that. That's not true. That is not true. That is not what the court has found. This is not a Republican talking point. This is what the documents show. We've had people testify under oath that say, and you just define the term, you're telling me that you don't know who determines what is false? Congressman, what we do at CISA,
5: the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, is identify the tactics that adverse nation states use to weaponize disinformation.
4: Okay, what is disinformation? What is disinformation? Disinformation
5: is inaccurate information. Who
4: determines what's inaccurate? Who determines what's false? Do you understand the problem here? The reason the framers of our Constitution did not create an exception for quote-unquote false information from the First Amendment is because they didn't trust the government to determine what it is. And you have whole committees of people in your agency trying to determine what they, de- they determine, they define as false or misinformation. That is not true. Then what is true? what we do is what we do is we disclose
5: the tactics that adverse nation states are utilizing to weaponize no sir
4: no sir the court found specifically it's a finding of fact that is not disputed by the government defendants the Biden administration your agency the fbi or dhs not in the litigation they determined you made, you and all of your cohorts made no distinction between domestic speech and foreign speech. So don't stand there and tell me under oath that you only focused on adverse, you know, uh, adversaries around the world, Congress, foreign actors. That's not true. Congressman, the um, the
5: Missouri case, the litigation to which you refer, is the, the subject of
4: continuing litigation. But the facts were not disputed. And I so, so regret that I'm out of time. I hope I get some more yielded. I yield back. The weapon.
7: See, young fellas, I want y'all to understand the crafty counsel that the guy kind of answers. See, I know I want y'all to realize this, young fellas. When you come around people that speaks the way he speaks, beating around the bush but not answering the question trying to diverge to something else but not trying to stay on the same track that's a red flag bruh and if you don't understand how it works you just heard it let's analyze
8: Sir holly Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Marcos, can I just start with you? You testified a moment ago to Senator Butler that every child gets a know your rights presentation. Is that correct?
9: That is correct.
8: Is that before or after you release them to labor traffickers?
9: Senator, every child that comes into our care gets a know your rights presentation as well. as. Have you read
8: these New York Times reports? these stories, the series of stories the New York Times has done on the children who are in your care. Have you read them? Yes, I have. Have you read that children are scrubbing dishes? They are operating heavy machinery. They are delivering meals. They are harvesting coffee. They are working construction. They are working as housekeepers. They are working overnight shifts at plants where they are not paid. They are not going to school. They are not cared for. They are not giving meals. Almost all of it illegally. Are you aware of that? That's a yes or no. Yes. Do the Know Your Rights presentation help them in those situations?
9: Senator ORR. That's a yes
8: or no, I think. Do you really think that you're helping these children by releasing them to labor traffickers and yes, sex traffickers, 85,000 children whom you have no contact with? And your answer is, we gave them a presentation before we turned them over to these people who are exploiting them on a scale not seen in this country for a hundred years, a century. A century, it's a disgrace in the United States of America. Let me ask you this, you did an audit I noticed where you gave yourself a clean bill of health. So just, just tell me this, do you require sponsors to document their relationship with the child?
9: Senator, we have a thorough vetting process. Do you
8: require sponsors to document their relationship with the child?
9: Yes, we go through No, you do not.
8: You, you do not. Have you read the Senate's permanent subcommittee on investigations reports on your office? There was one in 2016. There was one in 2018. There was one in 2020. There was one in 2022. Spanning administrations, what they found is you do not require sponsors to document their relationship with the child. You release them anyway. What about background checks? Do you require background checks on all adults in the household?
9: In cases where the child is being released to their parents, we do not require um, background checks. But, Senator, I would Do, do really you require
8: background out. checks on all adults in the household in any case?
9: Yes, in some cases we do. How,
8: what percentage of cases do you do background checks on the adults in the household?
9: I, I don't have that number. No. For
8: me. Do you do home visits in all cases? You can actually see where these children are, are being released, who you, whose care you're putting them in?
9: We do not do home visits in all cases. Senator, I'd really like the opportunity to talk about what we are doing. You know,
8: I know what you're doing, and it's, it's incredibly and totally inadequate. And we can read about it in the New York Times. Let me, Since you say you've read it, let's talk a little bit about that New York Times report, if we could. Here's a quote from the April 17th installment. Again and again, veteran government staffers and outside contractors told HHS, including reports that reached the secretary, that children d- appeared to be at risk. Did you warn the secretary that children were at risk?
9: Senator, I'm in regular contact with the secretary. Did and you warn city.
8: him that children were at risk?
9: Safety and well-being of children is our top priority. Did you
8: warn him that children were at risk?
9: I'm not going to get into the conversations I've had. You're
8: here, here and you're under oath, and this is an oversight hearing. And we need to know what you're doing because you're manifestly not doing your job. Did you warn Senator, him that I'm- children were at risk? Do you believe that children are at risk? Let's start with that yes okay did you warn the secretary
9: senator i'm not going to get into the specifics of my conversation but i would like the opportunity why wouldn't to talk you about warn
8: the secretary that children were at risk like
9: the opportunity to talk about what we let's look at doing. what
8: the secretary said to you the other one james yeah that one at least five hhs staff members said they were pushed out after raising concerns about child se- safety Mr. Becerra, that's the secretary, told the ORR director, that's you, right? That if she could not increase the number of discharges, he would find someone who could. And then he went on to say that if Henry Ford had run his plants like this, he would never have become famous and rich. This is not the way you do an assembly line. Get the kids out, run them through, get them out to those sponsors, those traffickers. Why didn't you resign when he said this? Do you think that this is morally acceptable?
9: Senator, I joined ORR in September of 2022. I believe that was reported prior to my arrival, but I cannot but This speak is from to, an
8: article this year.
9: I can't speak to what the secretary
8: do you think that this is acceptable to run do you, to run ORR like an assembly line and to release these children I to assure traffickers? I we do
9: not run ORR like an assembly line. The safety and well-being of children is our top concern. And by Plainly strategy,
8: not. Plainly it is not your top concern because you have managed to lose 85,000 of them. And the Times knows where they are, or two-thirds of them. And they're with labor traffickers. It's unbelievable. Let me just ask you this. How many kids right now, the 430,000 approximately unaccompanied children have crossed the border under this administration, it's an astounding number. How many are you in regular contact with right now?
9: Senator, we have a number of different providers across the country.
8: Who but what's the number, what's the number? How many of you, are you, in, you said child welfare is your top concern, what's the number?
9: I don't have the specific
8: number. How can you not know? Why would you come to this hearing and not know?
9: Um, Respectfully, if you would like us to provide comprehensive case management to children after they're released from our care, so we can report Respectfully,
8: I would like you to do your job and not release children to human traffickers. Respectfully, that's what I would like. Thanks for your testimony. I just want to make sure I understand. You
5: were... You were going to go pick up some people to for a fee they were going to pay you, yes, sir. and you didn't actually pick anyone up, though. Yes. No, sir. But you were pulled, pulled over, over and you were arrested. Yes, sir. What, what was the charge? Uh, Six counts of human smuggling. Six counts of human smuggling. Yes. But you, you say you did not I didn't have, have anyone in your vehicle. No, and sir. Do you know how they um, justified um, that
10: charge? Yes, when I was at the pick, uh, when I thought to pick them up, uh, the, there was no house or nothing. and There was just a big, old, a big old fence. And um, the, uh, the officers, they jumped the fence and they found uh, illegals. And uh, they said they were just going to put them on me because they thought I was picking them
5: up. So there were people there, but you yes. never actually interacted with them? Yeah, never interacted with them, but they were there. And, and where did your arrest occur? Sir? Where, where did your arrest occur? Was this in Houston? Uh, Del Rio. In Del Rio? Del Rio.
0: I
10: see. Okay. Okay.
5: Yes, sir. All
10: right. 21st, 2021, I was arrested for human smuggling only a couple months after I graduated high school. I want to tell you about how it happened. I received a text message on Snapchat saying me and some friends need to take a ride from one place to the next, and they would pay for my gas, and they would give me $1,200. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought I was going to give them a ride, and I was going to get paid. Fast forward, when when I got to the location where I was supposed to pick them up, there was no one in sight. That's when I seen state trooper lights behind me. And when I got pulled over, I didn't have anyone in my vehicle. The interaction with the officers were terrifying. They were asking each other, where should we take him? After they spent some time talking, they decided on their decision. I spent three months in Briscoe unit and I, I lost my opportunity to join the National Guard. But but I just wanna thank my lawyer, most of all for uh, getting me on a pretrial diversion. I just want to say that i'm glad to be standing here in front of you all today and telling my story
11: thank you thanks for your testimony i just want to make sure i
12: Domino's Pizza Institute announced yesterday that they are nearing completion of their 30-year study, testing the limits of what human beings will eat.
6: People willingly ate everything our lab created. In fact, they pay money for it. The results continue to surprise me.
12: Over the course of the study, Domino's scientists have found that decreasing the nutritional value and increasing the visual repulsiveness of their pizzas only makes them more popular.
6: This applies to the crispy melt pizza. It's basically one pizza inverted on top of another pizza. It looks like something no animal should consume, much less a human.
12: One recent creation is constructed out of a cardboard-based crust layered in Oreo cookie crumbs and drizzled with a wax-like substance. We
6: hypothesized that the sight of it alone would repulse customers, but it became one of the most popular items on the menu.
12: The domino scientists now believe that a certain percentage of human beings may have a genetic predisposition to eat unhealthy foods made from other, even unhealthier foods. The institute will next test human tolerance of the crispy nacho platter pizza the big new york hot dog pizza and the strawberries and cream milkshake dessert pizza
6: in the final stages of the study we plan to just top the pizzas with actual garbage but uh, judging from our findings people will probably eat those too
12: dr moore said he initially had moral issues with conducting the test on humans but has since come to see the subjects as quote cheese and sauce consuming Domino's.
1: What is he doing? Oh, okay. That's a red light right here. I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna pull up beside him. I'm finna pull up beside him right now. This man trying to act like he don't see me. Hey, bro, you know you cut me off, right? Bro, you know you cut me off, right? I don't know why you're to act like you don't hear me. I know you can hear me. Your windows is down. You made a mistake, bro. Just own up to it. You cut me off. I just want an apology. He acted? D- this ad, Will Smith. Ain't nothing in the front. Bro, the light is red. I know you didn't think the light was going to be red this on, but it is. Bro, you scared,
13: bro.
1: Just own up to your mistakes. you scared? Man, no, no. Oh my God. I hate driving. I'm telling you.
13: Since President Biden's been president, uh, how many non-American citizens have come into our country illegally or on the basis of a claim of asylum?
5: Thank you, Senator. I'm HSI as an investigative agency. As,
13: uh, how, how, do you know the number? No, Senator. You're a senior member of Homeland Security, are you not? That's correct. Does anybody know the number? None of you know the number. Try 8 million. Now, of that 8 million, how many were children, Mr. Moran? I don't have that number. You don't know. know. Does anybody know? None of you know. Isn't that special? Let's assume half. Okay, 8 million is four Nebraska's. Right? Four new states. Let's assume—I don't think it's as high. Half of them are children. How many of the? How many of those eight million people are still here? Do any of you know? Okay. Um, how many? How many of those eight million are claiming asylum? You don't know? How many of them claim asylum and don't show up for their hearing? Nobody knows? How many of them claim asylum, don't show up for the hearing, and President Biden has deported them? You don't know? How how many of them have claimed asylum, shown up for their asylum hearing, and been denied asylum and been deported? You don't know. How many of them were from Mexico? You don't know. How about 30%? That means 70% were not, right? Surely you know the answer to that. 30% 30% minus 100% is 70%, am I right? Okay, it, 30% came from Mexico. Why don't you implement a safe third country policy? It says under asylum, under asylum rules, you have to seek asylum in the first safe country. So if you come say from Venezuela or, or Nicaragua, or, or, or another Central American com- country, you have to seek asylum in your in the first safe country. Why don't you do that? And then that would eliminate 70 percent of the eight million. That's 5.6 million. Why don't you do that, Mr. Murant?
4: that? Hey, buddy. If you're seeing this video, some bad things happened to dad last night. So I need you to be strong,
14: okay? For mom. And just always know in your heart that I love you,
11: okay? Bye, buddy. A few hours after Army Major Alan Johnson recorded that message to his son, Iranian ballistic missiles began raining down on Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq where 2,000 U.S. troops were based. As a drone recorded the attack, Americans caught in the crosshairs could do nothing but run or duck and cover.
15: Holy... Holy...
11: God damn! Each missile carried a warhead weighing more than 1,000 pounds. Stay right here, bro. Don't move.
4: Well, words can't even describe the amount of energy that is released by these these missiles.
11: Johnson was taking cover in a bunker designed to protect troops against much smaller warheads. What?
16: Hey, buddy. Israel has announced its plans to acquire a third squadron of advanced F-35 stealth fighter jets from the United States. An additional 25 aircrafts will be added to the Israeli Air Force F-35 fleet, bringing the total to 75 in the coming years. The decision to purchase the third F-35 squadron was approved by Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, following a recommendation by the IDF Chief Lieutenant General Heltzi Halevi, Eyal Zamir, the Director General of the Defense Ministry, and Major General Tomer Baal, the Chief to the IAF. The deal, estimated at $3 billion, will be financed by the US military aid to Israel Israel is only the second country after the United States to receive the F-35 from the manufacturer, Lockheed Martin, and one of the few nations allowed to modify the cutting edge aircraft. Under the agreement between Israel and the U.S., Lockheed Martin and engine manufacturer Pratt & Whitney have committed to involving Israeli defense industries in the production of aircraft parts. The fifth generation F-35 has Israel has announced. Did the base have any defense against Ballistic missiles? No,
17: sir. It was such an unprecedented threat, I don't think it was ever calculated. Uh, So the the capability to uh, prevent a ballistic missile attack, it it wasn't there. Did you have a plan for what to do? We we came up with a plan.
9: The only real defense against a ballistic missile attack is to get out of harm's way.
17: Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Stacy Coleman and the
11: rest of Al-Assad scrambled to evacuate more than 50 aircraft and 1,000 troops before the missiles hit. But the base still had to be manned.
9: We still needed to be able to do our mission. Um, So the first decision was to split our team by combat capability.
11: What did you think was gonna happen to the people you were telling to stay?
9: The honest truth is um, I didn't think that we were going to survive.
11: The best shelter was air raid bunkers built
17: during the rule of Saddam Hussein, but there weren't enough of them. And I just remember uh, a very heavy sinking feeling setting in. I was like, man, we we are not going to come up with a bunker plan that's gonna be adequate for uh, the number of people that we're talking about.
11: So Garland sent most of his soldiers out into
17: the desert where they watched the attack from a safe distance. Holy There was a lot of people who didn't wanna leave. Uh, They didn't want to be that guy that was going to relative safety. A lot of people might have trouble understanding what you just said.
11: Tell me why a soldier wouldn't want to go to a safe place. They want to carry the burden. They want to share in the danger. Did the base have any defense? I want to see. And what was the first sign that Iran might really be thinking of a ballistic missile attack? They began to move their ballistic missiles. The attack was just hours away when Major Alan Johnson got the word Iran's most powerful weapons were aiming for al-Assad.
4: My intelligence officer pulled me aside and uh, uh, and basically said, Sir, I've got some bad news for you. What's up? (laughs) We have uh, information that Iran is fueling 27 medium range ballistic missiles and their intention is to level this base and we may not survive.
17: Uh, this was a completely different um, threat. Lieutenant Colonel Tim Garland commanded an
11: army battalion at Al-Assad, a sprawling air base about 120 miles west of Baghdad, where the US operated scores of helicopters, drones, and other aircraft. Did the base have any defense against ballistic missiles?
17: No, sir. It was such an unprecedented threat. I don't think it was ever calculated. Uh, so the, the capability to uh, prevent a ballistic missile attack, it, it wasn't there. Did you have a plan for what to do? We, uh, we came up with a plan.
9: The only real defense against a ballistic missile attack is to get out of harm's way.
17: Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Stacy Coleman
11: and the rest of Al-Assad scrambled to evacuate more than 50 aircraft at Al-Assad. Al-A-S-
18: Numerous American air defense missiles brought down rockets fired from Yemen that appeared to be headed toward Israel. The missiles sent up from the USS Carney, seen here coming through the Suez Canal yesterday. According to Pentagon officials, the American destroyer last night intercepted three land attack rockets and several drones that had been launched by Iran-backed Houthi forces in Yemen.
5: This action was a
13: demonstration of the integrated air and missile defense architecture that we have built in the Middle East and that we are prepared to utilize whenever necessary to protect our partners and our interests in this important region.
18: The incident complicates an already tense situation here in Gaza where Hamas terrorists hold more than 200 hostages including Americans and other US citizens are trapped and can't leave the war zone including Elgin native Emily Rauschenberger, her husband, and their five children who were visiting his parents.
9: The nights are terrifying because you, you just hear bombing, uh, and you, sometimes very close and sometimes far in the distance, but you really don't know what the targets are or what will happen.
18: Handling uncertainty is all in a day's work here at Chicago F.
7: Hey, what's up this phase? Just trying to holler at y'all see what's going on. Had a lot on my mind reminiscing, trying to figure out these things that are going on my mind. Trying to figure out some puzzles. I'm not here to start nothing. I ain't trying to start nothing. Just got some things that I want to get done. Some things that I want to get solved. Some things I want to enlighten myself with. So maybe y'all take a time and to get the opportunity to stop by and listen to my thoughts. Hope so very intellectual. So, if you get time, just all I have. I'm reminiscing, all in my room, just trying to figure out a whole lot of things. Until then, y'all have a great day, and thank you for coming in and listening to me. Thanks. boy! I'ma keep it like an
0: island boy! I'ma keep it like an island
13: boy!
9: I'm to me, and I'm an island boy. I'm
19: going to keep it like an island boy. I'm an island boy. I'm just trying to make And I'm an island boy. I'm going to keep it like an island, 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 like island boy. These streets keep calling me. They don't want me to leave the life behind. Staring at stars, wishing I had time. But well, my kids need food and my girl needs me. And sometimes I dream that I'm finally free. So baby, don't play me, I ain't no toy. I'm a prisoner here, but I still make noise. And I'm a child that I'm loudy with all my boys. I'm a street kid now, but one day I'll be an island boy. I'm just trying to make it, I'm, I'm an, an island boy. boy. I'm keep it like a island boy. Island boy. I'm I'm an, an island
18: boy, I'm an island boy. or with China.
6: It sounds unthinkable, but according to many experts, the countdown may be on. China's president, Xi Jinping, is shaping up to the West like never before. And just last week, A major new military alliance was announced between the US, Australia and the UK to counter Chinese aggression in the Pacific.
20: The first major initiative of AUKUS will be to deliver a nuclear powered submarine fleet for Australia.
6: America and its allies are preparing for a battle we didn't think was possible. The idea that China would never attack. Even Never Invade. Well, I wouldn't count on that. Xi Jinping is already on a collision course with his own people. I'm Leave the
21: chamber. I'm not going anywhere. I'm elected yet. We will assist you to go. Ah, ah wait. We will assist Let you me to go. Let me turn. Wait, wait. Because what exactly we... we would like you to assist that's us, what you, that's exactly what made, made you nice. not to be a candidate of the Women's League. Exactly that, your conduct has failed you to be a candidate for president. Because you are irrational, you are impatient, you are partisan. Even your own people have dumped you. After they told you, you are their candidate, you went home to do Tell On telling ancestors you are going to be a president. After that, they dumped you because of, of this order. conduct. Yeah. Exactly this conduct. How do you chase us for breaking the rules and you are not chasing a man of who has broken his constitution? to be his, his by his you? We are abused by Suma. Yet. We are not going we to are abused by to abuse us the whole night. No, we are abused by Suma. You are scared of Suma. He used you. He dumped you. He used oh. you and promised to you that you are going to be a president. And you went home. You slaughtered a cow. On a he dumped you. Order, he dumped sir. you. We are abused by Zuma. Honourable Malema, you can, you can do anything. Honourable Malema, if you want to kill us, order. kill us now. May I? You ask can call soldiers to come and kill
16: us now. now. At arms to please, to escort, escort honourable Malema. Call soldiers out to come and kill us now. Speaker. Dealing with this meeting.
21: you know South Africans are going to thank us when we are dead. That's what they do. They never thank people when they are still alive. We saved this country. We saved this country. If it was not EFF, there would be a mess in this country dealing with this meeting. You know, South Africans are. Fighters, don't be tired. We are getting there. You must never be discouraged. You must never be tired because victory is certain. I am not preparing for the day of victory because that day is guaranteed i'm now preparing a day after victory who becomes a minister of what that's what i'm busy with now not those things of other things Fighters, please let's stick to the rules i'm not going to go anywhere i'm not here on your invitation i'm elected to be here and the EFF has been elected to be here and its questions must be answered by the president. We have a right to hold the executive accountable and that's what we are doing. So please, let's start where it ended, and let the president answer for himself. Let the president decide Honourable if he wants Man. to answer that question or not. Honourable I thought Man. this was a, a way forward.
9: Honorable Malema, I actually don't want to throw
21: anyone out, but you can't continue You don't have such us. powers. You can't throw me out. You don't, don't have such power. Don't try to You are to taking illegal decisions. So you can't throw me out. All we're saying, the president, you throw me out, you go to court. All I'm saying is that the president must answer if he wants to take the question. Let the president give us an answer. He's here. Stop being an overprotective over the president and creating an impression that the president is incapable of answering questions or responding on his behalf let the president take a podium let the president tell us if he wants to answer it or not the shooting
19: mass shooting in Maine. i had to do some research before i jumped and said anything a distraction whether the events actually took place or not it's a distraction they're having trouble right now picking a narrative and sticking with it because what they're trying to force down our throats we are not eating so now they're bouncing from event To events because they're trying to distract us from what's really going on. See, they're they're about to try to implement an entire new economy system. See, you got to do a lot of distracting when you're getting ready to. You they listen. They're about to cost so many millions of people their jobs in order to usher in the new system you have to have a, not only a lot of distractions but you have to break the people, break that middle class you see what I'm saying so if they get enough people distracted by enough, it's death of a, by a thousand cuts basically, we're going to do so many small things in increments, see they, they do it in increments, it's like a pilferer a person who steals in small increments. They're going to just continue to, to 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 break people in small increments. And then, when it comes to that November, when it comes to November, you know how some of the banks are starting to close. Now, they, they, then, they're not going to report nothing. So then, on the 19th, everybody's supposed to be going digital. So right before the 19th, you can expect another about three or four more events between here, between now and the 19th of November when they're all supposed to be going digital you could expect events and then expect them to get a little bit more catastrophic you can probably expect a bombing somewhere, you know what I mean Uh, 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 uh. it's going to be some major distractions because they have to listen in order to break people, right in order to suffocate them you have to take away their water, their food, their will, their drive, their motivation. Do you understand? To bring them under subjection, you have to take all of these things. And it's, it's so many ways to do it. She didn't distract us from looking over here. Why they really over there doing that? And they'll, they'll put out, look at this guy, just come in Maine. Maine only had 29 deaths, murders all of last year. And all of a sudden the lowest rated place in the country, he come up and shoot 30 people trying to get us distracted. Take our focus off of what's going on. Ukraine ain't getting the money. China got six seas, six ships out there in the sea. We got two ain't even bought Israel on the other side. Everything that's building up is happening for a reason. But that, 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 that shooting, alleged shooting, or whether it was real or not, nothing more than a distraction.
6: Why does Israel need our help? We need to get out of their way. I mean, we interfere with them. We, did, we interfere with them when they deal with their borders, when they want to have peace treaties. We tell them what they can do because we buy their allegiance and they sacrifice their sovereignty to us. And then they decide they want to bomb something. That's their business, but they should, you know, suffer the consequences. When they bombed the uh, Iraqi missile site, uh, nuclear site back in the 80s, I was one of the few in Congress that said it's none of our business and Israel should take care of themselves. Israel has 200 300 nuclear missiles and they can take care of themselves. Why should we commit? We don't even have a treaty with Israel. Why, why do we have this automatic commitment that we're going to send our kids and send our money endlessly uh, to to Israel. So I think they're quite capable of taking themselves taking care of themselves. I think we do detriment. Just think of all the money we gave to Egypt over 30 or 40 years. Now look we were buying friendship now there's a civil war they're less friendly to Israel that whole thing is going to backfire once we go bankrupt and we remove our troops so I think we should be very cautious in our willingness to go to war and send troops without a proper declaration by the US Congress why does Israel need our help?
8: Well I'm joined now by
22: Yuval Noah Harari. Yuval thank you very much indeed for joining me. I wanted to start on a personal note. I understand that you had Family members uh, at the kibbutz when these horrors were unfurling on October the seventh. Uh, how are they? And tell me about what they
14: experienced.
3: Well, my, my aunt and uncle live in Kibbutz Beeri, which is one of the communities that was attacked and occupied by the Hamas terrorists. Uh, my aunt and uncle, who well, are he's a hundred years old, and my aunt is ninety years old. They hid in their house as terrorists went systematically from house to house in their kibbutz and tortured and executed and murdered people their neighbors and friends in the most horrific ways uh they somehow survived and they and tens of thousands of other israelis from the border region are now refugees inside in, in israel well i'm joined now by-
23: Well, pressuring, they have many means at their disposal. They are putting up pressure on many, many people. And at the end, I don't think that it will even help Israel. Why,
24: if this is true, why would the President of the United States pay attention to that lobby? They are
23: strong. Strong in what sense? They are controlling many things.
24: Controlling what?
23: Newspapers. Medias? Your Majesty. Banks? Finances? And I'm going to stop
24: there. Well, now wait just a second. You really do believe that the Jewish community in the United States is that powerful? They make the media reflect their view of
23: foreign policy? Mm -hmm. Yes. They do not report. We do not report honestly? Don't uh, mix things, please i don't say the media i say in the media they have people not the entire media some newspapers will only reflect their their views yes
24: the new york times for instance is owned by the salzberger family who are jewish are you suggesting that the new york times is biased in its treatment of the question of zionism israel's existence the united states relationship with the arab world
23: I will have to put all the articles of the New York Times written on this subject and draw the conclusion. You can put this to the computer and it will answer you.
24: What you're saying is that yes, you do believe.
15: Well, let's wait for the answer of the computer. The United States has a special relationship with Israel that has no parallel in modern history and it is almost wholly due to the lobby. aid is giving unconditionally. In other words, Israel gets this aid even when it does things that the United States opposes, like building settlements in the West Bank. The United States is deeply committed to defending Israel's behavior at almost every turn. Public support for Israel in the United States has never been particularly strong. One way that the lobby deals with this thin support is to have significant influence both inside the Democratic and Republican parties. There's been a marked erosion in support for Israel within the Democratic party in recent years, which raises serious questions as to whether the lobby will be able to maintain bipartisan support for the special relationship in the years ahead. Anyone who wants to be a serious player in the making of US foreign policy understands full well that if he or she criticizes Israel, there will be a price to pay. The result is that there is no serious debate about Israel or the special relationship in Congress, the mainstream media, or prominent think tanks like the Council on Foreign Relations. Where the lobby almost always wins is on matters relating to the Palestinians and financial support for Israel. I believe dark times are ahead for both Israel and the lobby. There's no reason to think Israel is going to move toward a two-state solution. Greater Israel is here to stay, and that state is and will remain an apartheid state. I am deeply sad to say that the decades ahead promise abundant trouble for Israel and especially for the Palestinians. The United States has... Let me get
20: this right, you want to pass a law to draft my daughter to send to another one of your foreign fucking wars for something you created so your arms manufacturers can make more money for your banker friends. Did I get that fucking solid right or not? Now, wrong elephant breath, my daughter will not be joining the military any way, shape, or form unless it's to fight this fucking war that this government has started against its people. See how simple that is? The very fact that you don't understand the societal fucking rules about women and children, let me school you a little bit. Now the fact of the matter is, you can't make your fucking recruitment numbers because your recruiters told so many lies like, oh yes, you get the condo on the beach when you join up, oh, you get to start here, but we're going to switch it to you really want later, and the biggest boner up the ass, the VA will take care of you if you got hurt. Hey, the reason you can't meet the recruitment goals is because these young men have already voted with their fucking feet. They're not gonna fucking fight, and the fact that you think you're gonna get the women to fight? Let me put it to you this way. It was one thing when you oppressed us with unbelievable fucking taxes. One thing, because we were living in nice homes and still eating pretty good. It's another thing. Let me get this right.
7: See, y'all, uh, you already see how they got going on. The little slick things that they got rolling with, and all these little people things. <clears throat> they got a lot of crafty counseling, fam. You know, Caucasian people are seeing it, and they're feeling it, some of them. And we got to analyze and get our mindset on really what's really going on cause I don't want y'all to be stuck out there man for real you know all I can do is just here you go bro. you can take it leave it alone or you can take it and read it and analyze everybody have a choice in you know bearing their own information increasing their own knowledge man let's
14: analyze look it up your united states constitution provides for the cops to flat out lie to your face they call it mere trickery look it up so if you listen to this right now please know you are under no legal obligation to talk to law enforcement officers you don't have to tell them anything not even your name am i under arrest and if they say no that's that's your cue to know you are free to leave now they will not tell you that because that, that's not their culture. And technically, that's not really their job. Right. That's, it's our job, right, to know what our rights are. And it's sad mm-hmm. truth. That's yeah. what, if I, if I don't hear shit else I said this morning. Law enforcement is permissibly, legally, constitutionally protected to lie to you. In fact, they consider it their job. Mm-hmm. So they don't look at it like that. Abby. I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm not caping for no cops. But they feel that's their culture. They feel it's cop culture to solicit a confession. You know why? because, and this goes to your point, Angela, about Donald Trump doubling down on the fact that they confess. Do y'all know that there is no more compelling piece of evidence in a court of law than a confession, even a made up one?
18: Look it up. This will only reach the chosen ones.
22: When the higher power chooses you, it doesn't hand you a manual. It gives you clues, signs, and whispers Don't dismiss signs as mere coincidences. Acknowledge them, delve into their depths, and you might discover their arrows pointing you toward your destiny. Here are the signs you are a chosen one. You're not fake. You're the kind of person who can't pretend to be something you're not. If something doesn't feel right to you, you'd rather leave the situation than fake your way through it. Being dishonest just isn't in your nature. It feels wrong to you. You also don't get along well with people who aren't genuine. Whether they're focused only on material things, love to gossip, or are bullies, you just can't connect with them. You also have a kind of fake radar, a special sense for detecting when someone is being fake. This ability to spot insincerity from a distance is like a natural gift you have. It's one of the things that sets you apart as a chosen one. You're not just true to yourself. But you also have a knack for recognizing when others are, or aren't, being true as well. You thirst for more. You're not the kind of person who's happy just going through the motions of everyday life. While some people find comfort in regular routines, you always feel like there's something more, something bigger out there for you. The idea of just fitting in and doing what everyone else does feels like a trap you don't want to fall into. You understand that there's more to life than just a regular job and following society's rules. You're not held back by the limitations that seem to keep others stuck in one place. You know there's a big, amazing world out there to discover, a world that's far beyond just being average. Like the poet Robert Frost said, you're choosing to take the road less traveled. You're opting for a path that's different from what most people choose. And you know that this choice will shape your life in ways that are truly special. You're going through so much. Many are called, but only a few are chosen. The ones that are chosen are the strongest. They are tough and face the hardest battles. As a chosen one, your life is meant to be filled with challenges right from the beginning. These difficulties serve a purpose. They make you stronger and wiser. When you navigate through dark and hard times, you gain the skills and understanding to guide others who are going through their own struggles. Your experiences equip you to be a beacon for those who are lost or in pain. In a way, the hardships you endure can prevent many others from having to experience the same pain and heartache. By confronting and overcoming your challenges, you make the path easier for those who come after you. Each difficult moment in your life, every pain, every struggle, every test, and every challenge has a reason behind it. Nothing is wasted. These experiences are there to help you grow spiritually, and to give you the wisdom you need to make the world a better place. Even when you're going through your own tough times, you somehow find the strength to help others with their struggles. You may not always realize it, but you're acting as a savior and healer for them. You're not just taking care of yourself. You're also a servant and a helper, making life better for the people around you. You quest for truth. Ever since you were young, you've been someone who really wants to know the truth. You're not afraid to question the way things are or challenge what everyone else believes. While other people might just go along with what they're told, you'd rather listen to your own heart and make your own way. You're always asking questions and looking for deeper meaning in life. You're driven by this deep curiosity to explore and understand the mysteries of existence. And you know that the real answers aren't always out there in the world. Often, they're inside you. Like the philosopher Socrates said, an unexamined life is not worth living. You really believe that, so you're on a quest a journey to explore yourself and understand who you are. You're not just living life, you're really digging deep to understand it and yourself. You're a black sheep. Being the black sheep in your family is another clue that you're a chosen one. You've always felt different, like you don't really belong. You might even have wondered if you were adopted because of how unlike your family you are. When they all go one way, you go the other. Maybe your political beliefs are different, or you just see the world in a unique way that they don't understand. Feeling so different can sometimes make you feel lonely or cut off from your family. It's like you're marching to the beat of a different drum and no one else hears the music you're playing. It can be hard, feeling like you're in a world of your own while surrounded by people who should feel like home. But it's also a sign that you're meant for something different, something bigger than just fitting in with everyone else. You're a good person. Despite having been treated badly or taken advantage of in the past, you still choose to be kind and do good things for other people. That's because you have a really pure heart, and it's a big reason why you're a chosen one. You're the type who naturally wants to make people happy, Sometimes even letting them take more from you than they should. It's not because you're weak. It's because you genuinely love to help. Helping others is just part of who you are. It's in your DNA. Some people might think they're taking advantage of you, but you allow it to happen because you're a natural giver. You feel most alive and most yourself when you're giving to others, even if you don't get much back in return. This giving nature of yours is a clear sign that you're someone special, someone chosen for a bigger purpose. You have an inner knowing. You can try to ignore it all you want, but deep down, you know you're chosen. It's like a gut feeling you can't shake, a fire in your soul that keeps telling you, you're here for something big. You just know you're meant to make a difference in the world. You feel like an old soul, like you've been around longer than your years. The way things work on earth, people bossing each other around, all the hate and fighting, it just doesn't make sense to you. Sometimes you even feel like you belong to a different place, somewhere far from here, and you find yourself missing that unknown home. The feeling is strong. You're not like everyone else, and you're not here just to go along with the flow. You're here to change things, to make the world better, and no matter how much you might try to deny it, that calling won't go away. People dislike you. Sometimes people just don't like you, even though you haven't done anything wrong. This can be really confusing, especially because you're a good person. The reason for this is that the goodness in you, the light inside you, makes some people uncomfortable. It's like your light highlights the darkness in them, the parts they aren't proud of. As you grow spiritually, That inner light of yours will shine even brighter. While many people will love you for it, some might react strangely or even negatively. It's important to know that this isn't really about you. It's about them and their own issues. So don't let anyone dim your light. Keep being the amazing person you are and let go of the negativity. Trust that the universe has your back and remember that you're guided and protected from above. Don't worry about the people who don't get you. Just keep shining because you're here for a greater purpose. You believe in a much higher power. Unlike some people who might disrespect spiritual ideas, you deeply respect the powers of the universe or God. You see things that others might miss. You understand that everything is unfolding just as it should, according to a higher plan. You're what's known as a light worker, someone whose job it is to bring light and love into the world. Deep down, you know this is your true calling. Because of this important mission you've been given, you're guided and protected by higher powers. You don't have to be afraid of anything, because you're on a path that's been laid out especially for you, and you're not walking it alone. So my friends, if you see these signs that we've discussed in the video, you should listen to the call. It is a sign from a higher power, urging you to fulfill a mission while you're living on this earth. If you're still watching, you are part of the fake.
0: All I'm out there talking about you African-American, they ain't gonna show you this though. The African-American trademark was assigned a serial number by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Trademark serial number is a unique ID to identify the African-American mark. The African-American mark is filed in the category of meats and processed food products. Registered, that's the serial number. Google it yourself. October 4th, 2016, African-American is trademarked in the category of meats and processed food products. Insane. That's crazy. Three-fifths of a man, subhuman, sort of less than a human being. It relegates us to the level
19: of cattle. Hogs, chickens, cows, a commodity that could be bought and sold at the will of the master. No, it was written by whites for the benefit of whites and to the detriment of blacks.
17: Get out.
0: Exposing the sample. Call him Kunye West. America gonna be destroyed. No doomsday threats. It's gonna get hit with ballistic missiles from Gog and Magog. You shouldn't have had liposuction. Should have jogged the weight off. We the resistance. Hear the bravery in my voice. You lied to us when you said slavery was a choice. Nigga must have smoked up a whole quarter piece. 1441, we was kidnapped by the Portuguese. When I hear the words, make America great again, all it means is make blacks and Latino slaves again. You said Bush don't care about black people. When it comes to cooning you're a Bartley and Shaq's equal. You was the realest spitter ripping the beat up. Now you in a something place, phone clicking the teacup. Yeah, learning you're a slave. Mom turning in her grave, lyrical sermon on the page, just burning off the America age. was great when they stole the lamp from the natives, it was great when they brought blacks over on slave ships, it was great when they prospered off free labor, it was great when Burning our bodies with sweet savor. it was great when they could rape our women at will, it was great when they did our children like Emmett Till, it was great when firemen sprayed us with hoses, it was great when they killed all our modern day Moses. Could you cherish a place where we perished in hate? Then wear a hat that says you wanna make America great. Your character's fake, saying Trump represents freedom. He's eat em. he told cops when you stop, blacks mistreat them. Everything changed when you got with that ratchet thought. Your mom's casket dropped, equal cerebral and rapid thoughts aftershock you started tweaking off acid drops high as an astronaut i bet this shit happened to travis scott watch the throne you really sold yourself a dream it seemed the people higher up got the lowest self-esteem you're made back on the road to hell you should be wearing that hat that said your soul for sale look at all this backlash hating first you backstab hold then you backstab drake mk ultra i stuck in your mouth wide this ain't the same kumbaya from the south side america was great when cotton picking with bloody fingers it was great when we called Mexicans beaners. It was great when we didn't have a voice to speak. It was great when they fed us scraps, no choice to eat. It was great when they fed our babies to gators. It was great when they beat us before the taser. It was great in the twenties, thirties, and forties. It was great when the media didn't cover our stories. Yeah, this is Deacon, A.K.A. Fop Lawyer Sakari. All oh, praise you. How about Shimmy? I was shy. Hey Kanye, man, get out out of pocket, homie, all the Jews, all the gems, all the jewels and gems you gave us about our history, all the social injustice that you spoke out about, and now this, this ain't the land of our rest, all right, we're under curses, we Israelites, they're not for us, man.